Hello and welcome to Traders Corner. I'm Bronwyn Seaborn and joining me as usual is Garth McKenzie, editor and founder of Traders Corner. Garth, thanks so much for your time. Thanks. Hi, Bronwyn. So we've got quite a bit to get through. So let's get straight into it with a look at the S&P 500. Yes. So here's our S&P 500 chart. Uh, very much the same as what I've been saying for quite, quite a few months now, actually, is that it remains within this broader upward sloping channel. Um, the dotted line over there indicates that the steepness of this uptrend appears to be steepening. Um, which, which is interesting to note. And it, it may potentially indicate that we're in the early stages of a, of, of a rising trajectory of this upward trend, which eventually leads to some sort of a blow-off type of move. But I, I think, as I say, we're in the early stages of that. But for now, it remains bullish. You can see higher lows and higher highs and uh, just generally a nice constructive chart pattern over there. We've, of course, still got that trade open on the NASDAQ 100. So how are we looking there? Yes, it's looking good for us. Uh, here you can see, again, that the NASDAQ 100 index is sloping to the upside. There's a nice, well-defined channel that has contained the, uh, the, the trading activity over the last couple of months. You can also see how the 50-day moving average contains the downside. That's this blue line uh, at the bottom. And it actually, it's perfect support on a number of occasions. Now, recently we went long at uh, $2 per point on the NASDAQ 100 at a level of 7446, and uh, it seems to have worked out quite nicely thus far. Last week I pointed out that the 7,600 area was acting as a bit of near-term resistance and that the market would need to break above that in order to open further upside. And that does now seem to have happened. You can see that the market's broken above that blue dotted line there, which is the uh, 7,600 resistance area. So the fact that it's moved out beyond that is bullish and it suggests that we could quite feasibly move to the upper end of that broader channel pattern, which now will come in at around about 7,800 there. Um, 7,800, yeah, 7,750, somewhere around that sort of area. Okay, so then let's have a look um, and come back home. As we enter the fourth quarter, what's the top 40 futures telling us? Yeah, it's not looking so great at the moment. Uh, we've had quite a sharp uh, sell-off over the last couple of days as we've entered into this new futures contract, the December futures contract. And uh, you notice at the bottom here, there's a support area that has been relevant over a number of months, since basically back to May, and in fact it goes back even further than that. Between 49,000 and 49,500, there's some lateral support over here. And um, the market has traded down into that area today, and it's, you know, we're watching to see whether it can continue to hold that support level or whether it breaks to the downside. I am a little bit concerned about NASPIS, and we'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, that stock is looking vulnerable to me, and if NASPIS were to break to the downside, then I think it's possible that you could see a little bit of a shakeout in this top 40 as well. Okay, so we'll get to NASPAS in a minute, but first, let's take a look at a trade we're getting out of, um, that being, of course, PayPal. You're not happy with what's happening there, so give us some insight into the reasoning. Yes, so here's our chart of PayPal, and this is a trade that we did about two weeks ago. Uh, what I'd identified was that the stock is trending higher, and by, by and large it is still trending higher, but I'm not that comfortable with what's happened at the end of the chart pattern over here. Um, we went long two weeks ago, we went long of 112 CFDs at $88.50, and at that stage what I was looking for was the potential formation of a triangle pattern which would eventually break to the upside. So I was being a little bit um, aggressive, I suppose you could say, by buying in anticipation that we were going to get a triangle that would form and break to the upside. And that, of course, is always dangerous when you try and anticipate something and try and you know, take that more aggressive stance. Of course, you can get a very good risk to reward ratio by doing that. But of course, it also means that you are 
taking a slightly higher risk because you're entering a trade not knowing that you're getting the breakout confirmation that you expect will happen. And as, as luck would have it, in this case, we didn't get the breakout. Um, last week on the show, I pointed out the fact that we had had this lower high that formed, and that did concern me a little bit. Uh, in, in bullish trading activity, we should have seen that stock go back and retest the prior high and, and possibly move on to new highs. And it didn't. It faltered at about $92 and then it retraced. Now, we were long from $88.50. I said the stop loss was going to be $87. But given the fact that it's now broken below the 50-day moving average and it's broken below this upward trend, I'm not that comfortable anymore to be holding this trade. So I've decided to exit pre the stop loss triggering. Um, I've gone out of the trade at $87.60. And you know, this is, it goes along the theme what we always talk about of keeping losses small. You know, it's, it's one thing to be wrong and it happens in trading, but when you are wrong, you need to contain the losses as much as possible and make sure that you don't lose a lot when you are wrong. So I'm, I'm not comfortable here and as a result I've closed it and we've lost $141 on this trade. Um, look, by and large, overall, I still think this general chart setup is still looking relatively bullish, generally speaking, but it's not doing what I wanted it to do. And, and very often what I find is the best trades actually work straight off the bat and you get your result quite quickly. When you have to fiddle around like this and wait and wait, often I find it's best just to close the trade and move on and look for the next thing. So moving on, looking for the next thing is Sabanya. You had your eye on it um, last week when we spoke. You're long from Atrand 89 and before I came up to studio today already, the share price was up about 8%. So you're probably pretty happy. I'm very happy. It's actually, it's wonderful when you get a trade like this. And as I said, one that works off the bat. And that's more or less what's happened here. So if we look at the longer term chart structure of this Sabanya Stillwater uh, chart, notice that the downtrend that has been intact throughout this year was recently broken to the upside. You can see how that downtrend joins all the high points throughout the first half and even into the third quarter of this year. And notice also how the 50-day moving average contained the trading to the upside. So it was quite bearish throughout the first half of this year. It began to stabilize through May and June and July. And you can see quite clearly there your 50-day your moving average has begun to flatten out. And you can also see that now for the first time in many months, we've actually started to see a pattern of higher lows and higher highs beginning to emerge on that chart structure, which is bullish. So I liked it from that perspective, from a bigger picture standpoint. If we zoom in a little bit more on the more recent trading activity, now we're going back to May over here. Here you can see this base pattern that I was talking about. Notice how since July we've had higher lows and higher highs beginning to form. And also what appears to me like is happening here is we're getting a big inverted head and shoulders pattern beginning to form here. Uh, right now we're in the process of forming the right shoulder of that structure. Last week on the show when we flagged this, <coughs> we, we mentioned that uh, the area around 9 Rand to 8 Rand 50, that sort of area is where we would likely see some buying interest begin to emerge in the stock. And you can see it traded all the way down to just below 8 Rand 50, attached the 50-day moving average over there, which also corresponds with that upward trend that began in July. And since then, we've seen the price reversing up quite nicely. So as I see it now, all we've really had over the last, call it a month, is a situation where the price has formed what looks like a continuation pattern within a new upward trend, potentially a bull flag type of pattern. Uh, and, and it's now beginning to break to the upside. And as you said, it's been up. In fact, today it's traded up around about 9 Rand 80, which is what, exactly where the neckline of this big inverted head and shoulders pattern is. So it's looking good. And my estimation is that it probably could still 
go higher from here. So we did go into the trade this week, uh, as I said I would do last week if, if it triggered. I've gone long at 8 Rand 89. My stop loss is 8 Rand 35, which is essentially below the lowest point of last week. And I'm looking for a move towards 10 Rand here and possibly to 10 Rand 70. The 10 Rand 70 target is basically where that 200 day moving average comes into play. So we'll watch that as a possible target, but really that inverted head and shoulders pattern could actually project even higher than that. So it is looking good. Okay, so let's look into the mechanics of that. All right, so we long from 8 Rand 89, as I mentioned. My stop loss is 8 Rand 35. The risk per share, therefore, is 54 cents. I'm going to risk 2% of our South African portfolio here, which is the maximum permissible risk that we take. Uh, we've got 175,000 Rand in the portfolio to trade with at the moment. So 2% of that works out to 3,500 Rand. If I take 3,500 Rand as the total capital risk that I'm willing to lose, and I divide it by that risk per share of 54 cents, it gives me a number of 6,481 shares. So we trade CFDs here. So I've rounded it up to a nice round figure of 6,500 CFDs here. My target, as I mentioned, there's two targets. The first target is 10 Rand, which it got relatively close to today. And then 10 Rand 70, the higher target. But they, it could even have legs beyond that as well. So those are the two targets. And then in terms of a risk to reward ratio setup, um, if we go to the lower target, my risk reward ratio is 1 to 2. And if we go to the higher target, then my risk reward ratio is 1 to 3.3. Okay, so that a stock where you're seeing value, a nice little bump for our local portfolio, hopefully. But before we look at the local portfolio's performance, there's two charts that are really worrying you. So let's have a look at NASPAS being that first one that's a bit concerning. Yeah, the first one actually is Brent crude, and then we'll oh, look right. at, at NASPAS in, in a moment. So obviously Brent crude oil is very much in the headlines at the moment. Um, yes, course, a lot of our analysts saying $100 per barrel, in fact. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you can't rule that out. It's got a, the, the, this chart has a lot of upward momentum behind it. In terms of my analysis, what I see here is a, is a big inverted head and shoulders pattern that seems to have been forming since May of this year. And the 80 Rand, $80 rather, uh, level is a major neckline of that inverted head and shoulders pattern. So the fact that it's now broken out above $80 per barrel is, is bullish for the oil price. Um, and that points up to a projected target of $90 based on my near-term technicals. And what, what you would likely find now is that we do, if we do see any retracement or consolidation from these levels, the $80 per barrel area will probably be quite strong support now. And that's likely to then form a new base from which the oil price would then push higher still. So it's worrying in the sense that we, we can see what it's doing to the consumer here in South Africa. I mean, right now this evening, we've got a, a petrol price increase of more than one rand per liter. Um, and, and, and I just don't think this can be good news for the global economy. Yeah. It's another headwind that we've got to contend with. We're already contending with higher interest rates in, in the U.S. We're already looking at the possibility of an inverted yield curve in the U.S. coming. Very high levels of indebtedness. We've got a trade war that's escalating. Now you throw in a, a, a higher and rising oil price. All of these things are starting to add up and mount up as major headwinds for the global economy looking out to next year and the year after. Absolutely. Okay. NASPAS. Right, NASPAS. So here we've got it. Uh, now, obviously, NASPAS is the big heavyweight stock on our index. It makes up about 22% of the weighting of the top 40 index. So it's a very, very significant component of our index, and we watch it like a hawk. Now, what's, what I'm seeing here is the fact that 
this, this chart pattern doesn't actually look that great to me. I spoke a couple of weeks ago about the BAT stocks, Baidu, Alibaba, and Tencent, and I said that all of those shares in, uh, in Hong Kong are looking vulnerable, and they look as if they've got these rounding top patterns, which is not, doesn't really bode very well. Now, here's our chart of, of NASPAS. What's critical for me is the fact that this 3,000 Rand support level has been tested on multiple occasions since May of this year. What you can see recently is that the price formed a lower high. It failed at the underside of the 50-day moving average and the 200-day moving average, and it's turned lower. Today, it's been trading below 3,000 Rand. Uh, I don't know where it is right now as we sit here, but my concern is that if it starts to break below that 3,000 Rand convincingly, uh, that could have further negative implications for the share price. If we deem this recent consolidation to be a bear flag pattern that formed in, in September, then you take that distance down, what we call the flag pole, which is that whole drop from late August into early September. You take that distance and then you project it to the downside. It points to a target of somewhere around about 2,700 Rand per share for NASPAS. So I'm concerned that if we do see this 3,000 Rand level breaking to the downside, it's going to open the floodgates for further selling. Uh, and, and, and I think this is something we need to be very, very considerate of and, and aware of. And go back to that chart of the top 40 that I spoke about, you know, the significance of that 49,000 level. That also becomes vulnerable if we see NASPA starting to break to the downside. Okay, so we're almost out of time. So just remind us how to subscribe for the weekly newsletter as well. All right, so we go uh, to the middle of the page on traderscorner.co.za and you go to the middle of the page and you'll see there's a link there for a free weekly email. And if you click on that, register your details and then we can uh, send you a, a, an email every Tuesday detailing what will come up on the show that week. Garth, we haven't checked in on the portfolios. We'll do that next week, but let's leave it there for now. Garth McKenzie is founder and editor of Traders Corner.